So, Neil, welcome to Time Team. Lovely to see you again. Yeah, nice to see you too, Tim. How you doing? Uh, good. And how many how many did you do, Neil? How many Time Teams did you do, approximately? Um, so I started uh, in 2001. Um, I, I think I did. It was actually one of the specials. It was the... Oh, was it the big dig or it was like something really massive it was one, one of the specials so there was like way 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 more people there than, than a normal time team shoot it's like you know uh outside broadcasters doing stuff um i worked uh all the way up until about uh 2010 well you better explain to people listening what it was you did and how you and ray zan worked together and what was it you got up to I was the 2D graphics. Um, I think today people would refer to that as motion graphics, um, but back then didn't really have a name. And, and to be honest, uh, Ray Sam was the 3D guy, I was the 2D guy. I, I always saw what I did as, as having three kind of uh, three roles. There, there would be the pre-production, the production and the post-production. And, and each part, um, each of those parts had a slightly different kind of slant on what I would be doing so for example for the pre-production um it, it would be actually I really liked pre-production because it'd be like oh we need you to go out and uh, photograph a map in the archive so I'd, I'd go with one of the researchers or producers and, and we kind of go along to the archive sit there you know they get the map out and with all the gloves and the, the bean bags and and I'd have to get up on some ask could I get some chairs to stand up so I could get a nice over the head shot of the maps and, and back then again cameras didn't have as it was hard to capture things uh to get the totality of the maps so i'd have to kind of end up taking portions of the maps and then stitch them together to create a, a, a sort of a larger map um that we could then take into something like photoshop uh, and then i might get some um information from the researchers and directors of some of the material that that you would want to work with on the show and maybe have as props so I'd be making kind of like graphic props that you could wiggle in front of the camera um, and then talk talk to. It's really important to have uh, material to talk to, otherwise it's just words in the ether and, and it's nice to have something to film. Um, so whether it's archive material or historic material. Um, so I, I'd kind of like be helping with that. And, and occasionally if I got really lucky, um, I'd make a, you know, you'd say, oh, can you make a diorama of something? So um i think for shooters hill i, I made a, a nice big map with painted some little kind of models of um soldiers and put them on card and you know kind of sort of almost like a war room scene that I, I sort of created a nice little diorama of that and kind of push around figurines and things so uh that would be something that occasionally i got a chance to do a lot of this stuff is computer based yeah and now we've got more software we've got more uh computing power and things like that yeah. were there what were the things that were a real challenge for you to pull off and because i've seen some of your maps you're doing some of those for our shows we're doing this year which is great that sort mm. of style you developed has software and computing power moved on a bit and are there artistically things you're looking forward to doing now you've got new computers new software that sort of thing even even since time team finished on tv uh over the 10 year period 11 year period um 
that you can do you could just do more things so now what you're starting to see is you're starting to see um you know sites like i think heritage um is it dot, dot org um they, they allow you to kind of um do ai um animations of photographs like archive photographs and color and photoshop can let you colorize um photographs so it is kind of like getting a really nice kind of sort of period uh, of, of technology. It is just always getting better and better in the things that you can do. One of the things I remember, Neil, I think, and I, and I, I wasn't ever sure quite who handled what with these things, but mm. you know that business where John would give you the geophysics results mm. and you would then lay them out proportionally to the eye over the yeah. landscape so that we would be looking from a tower, looking down on the site, and then you would lay out that result. But it was almost like in a 3D relationship with the... the so John's geophysics were, was mm. imposed on the landscape. Was that one of the things you were involved in? If you wanted a 3D terrain and you wanted to drop the geophys and see how it looked on a 3D terrain, topographical... Um, site then uh that would probably be a race M because he his software allows you to really like um to do that to have 3d objects in space whereas my software would allow you to kind of do that but everything would look flat so like i did a lot of like maps and uh, i i could still work in a 3d space but things looked a little bit more flat like almost almost like uh, uh thin bits of paper sort of flip, flipping around in 3d space i could do that um so uh, I did a lot of overlays, a lot of superimposition, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, rectification of maps. So like for re rectification would be like where you've got different maps, and they might be slightly warped and you try to find one map that you would kind of go by and, and just kind of re skew on scale and distort the map. So it kind of um, it, it, so that, therefore you had one uh, type or shape of map that you went by that was probably the most accurate and you th therefore you could like locate where certain things might be and then you could add on more more layers so it's all about layers um like the geophys information you might have some some henry's surveying data um then Stuart ainsworth would, would also want to be kind of maybe putting some of his sketches um uh, and and we would actually work so this is more of the production side of things tim because uh we would work together quite a lot because um i think he found it quite useful to have uh, someone who was able to kind of take his information and just make it a little bit more like tv friendly um and we'd often do like a like a, a session and i, I was <laughs> I was almost like the, uh, the, I guess, the graphics monkey. I was kind of the the, the mute because I wouldn't actually have a lot to say. They, they'd mic me up, but um, I was kind of like more of um, just really like operating it and and kind of being the, the the full guy to to Stuart who would be saying, so you know this would happen and then then we'll we'll have, can Neil can you just show this layer and he might be talking to the expert. I'd just be turning on the layers and getting. The, presenting the information occasionally i could maybe say oh i don't know why i did that why why did why did you ask me to do that dot in red or something oh no i'm glad you asked me that but yeah so and then he could maybe say the significance but um yeah so it was i, I mean i always like working with Stuart. it was one of my again one of my favorite um people to work with one of my favorite jobs on time team were, were there any particular shows where you thought oh that was a good one we cracked that one 
Uh, oh, it's so hard to to be to to remember a specific one only because but when you do so many shows, a lot of the of the the information it kind of it kind of blurs into one another. Um, there's the ones that tend to stand out because they're they're very different. So um, there was the one where we what was it? It was a Turner picture. We kind of like where I don't know if you remember, but Stuart was able to locate the the the, the point in the landscape where the artist painted a picture, um, which was quite interesting. So I think there was lots of tr trying to triangulate um, the viewpoints and um, yeah, so th things like that tended to kind of sort of stand out in my um my memory but as like specifics it, it's almost like you know um like when we found the gold coin that was cotton castle right yeah. and so for me it wasn't the gold coin that stood out in my memory it's that i was asked to make something called the cotton of pages which was basically taking victor's illustrations uh, of certain scenes and then kind of making them into a tapestry so that so for me as from a graphics point of view or an artist's point of view, I, there was more significance, and that's why I remember. Oh, that was at Codner, yeah. So uh, I I remember things for different reasons, perhaps than the archaeologists do. For you know, when they found, you know, they find a pottery and they go, oh yeah, that was you know, that was a Warwick or let you know Lincolnshire or you know whatever the site was. There was a a nice thing that sort of developed later on uh, in the series where mm. you seem to create an effect where Victor's three two uh, D picture would appear to be have a depth to it, mm. you know, like a kind of false three D, so that you'd see the figures, but instead of being against a flat background, they almost had some sort of distance on it. What was going on there? So what you're talking about is uh, uh, in motion graphics, that's called 2.5D or parallax animation. Um, and so it's where you basically, you, you actually cut out portions of Victor's pictures. Uh, so if there's a foreground, foreground elements, you'll cut out, so people in the foreground. Midground elements, maybe there's a horse or a, a car or a building. And then the background elements, you kind of separate them out. So the, the scenery in the background and the sky and, and some of the ground. So you've got all these different layers and then I can put them into sort of 3D space uh, and have a 3D camera kind of go into them and um so we started to do once once you that kind of uh, graphic was possible we started to to, to do that and, and i remember at the time trying to figure out how to do it because this was before youtube when i think when we started doing this and and usually when i want to whenever i don't know how to do something i usually go to youtube and try to find a tutorial on how to do it but back then uh, it was basically either work with people who know how to do it which I wasn't like you know or it's figure it out yourself so I kind of like I was uh, figured out a process but also you've got to figure out a process which uh, or a workflow which um, is kind of efficient as well so just trying to kind of um, not make a meal of it so after a few few goes I kind of got into a really good kind of workflow where I was able to kind of uh, turn out these pictures and and actually um, you know, in an efficient way in a, in a, a time scale, because it wasn't just that graphic that I'd have to do. I'd have to do a whole bunch of other graphics for the show. There could be like 20 different graphics. So you have to kind of um, balance it all out. But so uh, as far as Victor's pictures, getting that extra depth, I think really kind of 
for you know gave it a new uh, a new life i mean uh, beyond his artwork and uh, of course we lost uh victor recently which uh, is is uh, like a uh, a terrible thing to happen but uh his artwork was is just so amazing but sometimes what we would want to do is was would uh, be able to present it in a, a another f a fresh way and an engaging way and also is sometimes a seamless way so it, it was able you, you're able to kind of like feel like you're dropping into the scene and, and it you're you're almost in uh, a victor picture I feel, I feel like i did so many of those so i was like yeah let's keep them coming <laughs> one of the things that we're trying to do uh this year is that we're mm. trying to look at um having an archive of Victor's material. So mm. I'm gonna give you a bit of a problem here for you to sort out. We've mm. got a Roman villa and, and we know the kind of Roman villa. So Rezan is doing a sort of three, 3D version of that Roman villa. But what I've always wanted to do is to have <coughs> Victor's pictures and take from Victor's pictures, his various characters, his figures and yeah. kind of fit them into that 3D space. I mean, I think ultimately what I want is some kind of holographic floating yeah. image of this thing in 3D. But yeah. how near are we getting? And, and would you be able to do that kind of thing? Oh, it's totally doable. I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, that's, it, it's using all the kind of technologies we have, uh, even well, we had back then, um, today i mean um yeah i mean totally doable we just it's just it, it's more of a logistical thing really isn't it it's, it's like an archival finding the pictures um that are relevant to the period that uh, you know the roman period uh finding the right kind of people uh because you know if if you've only got roman warriors and you want to put some regular you know everyday people in there then you, you need those regular so you have to find those throughout the pictures so it's it's basically going through victor's archive finding the right characters or the right types of people maybe making a library uh just a database so you know how where these you know people are in the folders and then handing them to raysan to be able to populate them and put them into and then there might be lots of other different ways interesting ways to kind of like i was thinking that today what you could do is you could add um extra bits of animation to you know if, if you've got a uh, victor's if he's drawn a face of a character, maybe to get the character to, you know, to talk or blink or do, you know, these these things, those type of things are, are much more possible now than, than they used to be. You can do a lot more character animation, um, which, which was quite hard to do back in, even in 2010, it wasn't really well developed. So if so, you've got a picture of a face, Neil, or a, a figure, can mm. you kind of arrange a false 3D yeah exactly around that. yeah yeah i mean there's different ways to do that um i mean like like, like i was saying before there's that you even have ai that can do that uh which i think they call it deep nostalgia deep fake um there's uh software there's plugins you can get which allow you to do that kind of thing and also um yeah like i say just even within my regular software there's different approaches like to, to do character animation to get eyes to blink and heads to turn and to feel like this two, these 2d components feel like they're a 3d head so that yeah there's 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 more definitely more we can do and sue breeze is going to be 
joining us again. So you'll, yeah. be able to, you'll have a 2D buddy there. Hey. Uh, <laughs> awesome. What, now, at the moment, I know that you're teaching, you're doing storyboards. What, what's your current day job? What are you doing now? Oh, gosh. I, so I do a whole bunch of stuff. I, I diversified. So I still do motion graphics. Uh, and, and again, the kind of motion graphics I do, I've worked for history show, other history shows. Um, I do stuff for social media, which is like, you know, it's like one of the biggest kind of uh, ways that motion graphics people um, get work these days. Uh, but I also do storyboarding. Uh, I do. I, I worked for uh, events companies, um, business companies that um, you kind of illustrate people's meetings. And so I was using my art skills in a live situation, trying to capture um, people's uh, you know, stories about work or whatever. Um, I do. Um, uh, I teach as well. I teach all the things that I do, <laughs> like so storyboarding and, and, and you've got a book coming out. I have. And I have. And Tim, it's. It, um, I got the advanced copy uh, on Friday, so uh, this is, I don't know, it's a bit blurry there, but focus. there you go. So it's uh, all to do with the, the Middle Ages. So I worked with, uh, like, Eleanor uh, uh, Janager. Wow. So um, a, lot of the, a lot of the work that I did um, when I uh, left Time Team in terms of illustration is yeah. I, I, started to get, I started to get work doing, like, medieval kind of illuminations style artwork no. um so I, I started to do things like that and what's so this ended, book called neil uh, this is called um the middle ages yeah uh, a graphics history nice so i mean it's all about you know that period basically um but at all different levels so it's not just about kings and queens but it's about everyday folk um and it just takes you through the you know the also like highlights the, the politics. Um, so, I, I mean, Icon Books are the uh, publisher, and that's due to come out in uh, June the 3rd in the UK, and then in America it will come out in, at some point in September. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm so stoked. Uh, to, ha to have a copy like that is... Uh, is is for me a big thing so um yeah yeah i'm, I'm really excited and about if you had your choice neil if you had your choice did you ever find there was a particular historic period or we do this thing where we ask people mm. when we're talking to them you know if you had a chance to go to a particular place with yeah. time team you've got the whole team there you're in charge you can take them anywhere you like what sort of sites or what sort of periods would you like to go back to, so that you could almost be sketching the 2D of the world as it existed in the past. Oh well, I like the Middle Ages. <laughs> I'm biased because <laughs> I like I like I like I like that stuff. I love I, I love drawing in that kind of style. But um, but I the the periods that I found most for me interesting um, were more of the industrial, a lot late, a lot of the later stuff. And and the Second World War or anything to do with those because they they were very recent. So like you know uh, when we went to Shooters Hill, as I mentioned before, I really just you know I don't know I just kind of really like that. Um, we were we did a, a shoot in Jersey as well. Um, that was incredibly interesting. Like Mount Orgoy, there was a big that, castle there, wasn't there? What were you doing on that? Because it was it was we did two shoots there. Um, and we did and, the German, uh, the German yeah. presence, didn't we? Those underground tunnels and stuff. Is that there, just yeah. because there's more figurative, there's more structural material for you to relate to? 
Yeah, it's like, you know, I had um, uh, some of the props that I needed to make were like in that kind of style. Um, I got to do some artwork related to that and, and you know, do some illustration because um, I really became more of an illustrator when I or when I left Time Team because uh, I was doing more, you know, day to day, more motion graphics. But that, but what I did, but I always had an interest in illustration. So if I could, I'd try to bring in that. Uh, and so I, for that for that shoot, I was doing uh, a little bit of illustration, which was really nice, and giving things a, sort of giving the the artwork or the the props a a homogenous like a homogenous style so that it, it just it sort of wasn't just a patchwork of graphics but things actually did uh filter into even the final graphics so I, there'll there'll be a map at the end where it just sort of shows you the different locations and, and it sort of tips but the um the little kind of icons marker places were based on the icons that i made as as props that i put into the ground you know so so the the pre-production artwork Follow through all the way through production to post production, and, and and how long did you get in post production, Neil, for that for you to do your stuff? Were you were you given yeah. a limited number of days, and you had to get it all done within that? Did it get pretty hectic at that stage? We used to have, if if I remember rightly, a two week block per show, so we'd have two weeks to work on a show. Uh, we go into the. Um, uh, for the post production, we we go into the uh, have a meeting with the directors who are making the offline. So the offline is where they do the the rough cut uh, of the show, and um, you know there there'd be a kind of a, a request list from the director. We'd like this, this, and we, you kind of show us the different parts of the show from the rough cut, um, and they'd have sort of gaps there. This this gap is for this graphic, and we'd ask questions, and they'd say, "Can we do this?" And we say, "Oh well, yeah, we could do that, or we but we can also do this if you want." And 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 Ray Sam would have get a list of graphics that he kind of you know get. I get a list of graphics. Sometimes we they cross over because you know I need to supply him with certain bits or vice versa. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think per show two weeks, but you know there was a little bit of also pre-prep as well we have to kind of figure out what we really wanted to kind of achieve with the graphics um and that was usually the the flow um what we're yeah. planning to do neil is we're planning to have a link a li as live link to raisin in new zealand amazing he's going to be doing his 3d in new zealand you and sue are going to be on the ground sort awesome. of handling the 2d graphics victor's archive hopefully and, and anything else we can throw at it. Final few questions for you. We always ask people, time team, in three words, what would be the three words? I get fuzzy thoughts. I get fuzzy thoughts of all the people that I work with that I want to give hugs to. Fuzzy is one, okay, fuzzy, yeah. Another one, you got three. Um, okay, um, well, uh, setting people on parts. All the, all the, um, all the uh, archaeologists, or not all the archaeologists, many of the archaeologists I spoke to grew up uh, work, you know, watching the show, and then decided, right, I want to become an archaeologist. So, path. And the third word, if you had to think of one word that applies to time team, what word uh, comes into your mind? Oh, <laughs> tea time. Tea <laughs> time. <laughs> It's perfect time to watch Time Team at tea time. This has become a more abstract philosophical exercise than it is normally, which is I great. know, sorry, sorry. I know, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely wonderful. 
So three words. And and memories of time team outside the job when you were on the, all those shows. Was there a particular moment that you remember with pleasure? You look back on, or was great fun, or oh, I mean, so some alarming practical joke, or oh. what's what's a nice memory you have? I I, I like the the burning of the Wicker Man. <laughs> I think that was a rather triumphant thing to 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 pull off. Like it was uh, it it was impressive. It's huge. So this is Anglesey. Um, Billy Pink was a director, um, and I. They're basically what, what it was kind of like a cameo-ish sort of thing where there was an, a, a chap. I forget his name. Uh, maybe you remember, but he he built Wicker People, and um, there was an idea to build a Wicker Man on site, and it would be a grand finale. And um, I, but I remember saying, why why don't we get um, um, the chap to make an effigy of, of Phil instead, and so that so he and he did it, and it was amazing. And then Victor painted this picture, and uh, and it, but it was at the end of the shoot, uh, there was Phil setting alight his effigy, uh, and the rest is history. It was just, uh, it, it was just impressive. I don't know, what, what did you think? Well, I, I did. I remember the shot. I remember the sequence because we showed it on Time Team Classics recently. Oh, um, right. It was amazing. But I remember Victor's picture of mm. the original sort of um, Druidic Iron Age Celtic ceremony and, and with these, pe these people packed inside it so that the flames were going up and you could see, you know, there was just a hint of people's hands and things like that, um, and, wow. and, and it was it, and it was a strong moment. And I think for all of us, it was sort of slightly humorous because it was Phil, mm. uh, sort of with the hat and things. But then on the other hand, it became that reality of us standing on the beach and feeling the heat of the flames and thinking, "My God, this you know, did this actually happen?" Exactly. Um, it, it's kind of like it, everything dovetails into one another and, and how we present the, yeah. you know, the stories. It's kind of uh, like folding in on each other. And and and, and I was, I just, uh, if someone asked me, uh, I'd like you to make an illustration of uh, a wicker, a wicker man uh, with burning people. I mean, that is like an artist's dream come true. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's just an exciting proposition to illustrate, even though, I know, I know it's horrific. A lot of the things that, um, you know, in history can be, you know, horrific. And um, but you, but there's there's something about representing and, and you know, telling the telling these stories, uh, letting people know, you know, what what went on. It's not all about, um, uh, you know, keeping everything nice and soft and lovely. Sometimes history is jagged and hard and cold and you know, messy and dark and all the all those kind of things. So it's being able to kind of portray those things. But from from an artist's point of view, it's real it's really something to kind of get your teeth into, isn't it? So lucky lucky Victor on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, thank you very much for this lovely chat with you. Lovely to catch up. I'm very excited about your idea of trying we'll try and get nearer to that sort of element of our animation. We're talking with Victor's family all the time, and, and, and I think we've got their, very much their support to, to move forward with Time Team and, 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 and sort of celebrate Victor's work. And, and I think that's just brilliant. Sue yeah. will be there um, to uh, keep an eye on you. 
and uh, <laughs> like the old days. Like the old days, you'll have to behave. <laughs> and Ray Zan uh, will be in New Zealand somewhere. My, my graphics brother. Your graphics brother in New Zealand, missing the some of the evening fun and games, which was uh, very enjoyable and memorable. But uh, he'll be around. So good. thank you very much. Very good luck with the book. We're going to put up a link afterwards to that which is Thank coming you. out in June. So well done with that. It's tough to produce a book. Let's see a flash of the covers. A bit out of focus somehow. But, but yeah, I've got to put it in my jumper. So it comes nice, off. it's really exciting. So uh, get out and <laughs> buy you. Neil's book. Thank you very much, Neil. Stay well and be looking forward to seeing you on the shoots. Yeah, you take care, my friend. <laughs> can't do any of this work without you so please subscribe back us on patreon and make sure that time team comes back again